Good Monday to everyone. I want to do a race recap on the Arkansas Traveler 100. I've done the race now three times and uh, this year was a little bit different than previous years so I want to go over what worked well for me and what did not. So uh, I drove nine, nine and a half hours up to Arkansas. I stayed in Morlton, same place I stayed last year. It's about 30 minutes away from the, the uh, Lake Sylvia starting area. Highly recommend staying in Morlton. It's just, a, it's just a quick drive to the race. And I uh, stayed at Super 8 Hotel, which is very reasonable. It's about $70 a night. And this year they've uh, updated their bedding and stuff because they've got some competition from Holiday Inn in town. Holiday Inn's gonna cost you $35 more. Um, the nice thing about Super 8 is they have a 24 hour coffee machine that uh, is very convenient. I, uh, ate dinner at the steakhouse which I highly recommend I forget the name but it's very close to the hotel uh, did some filming on the Friday and then uh, Friday night went to sleep around 7 and I got up at I guess it was about 2 30 3 o'clock started you know drinking coffee prepping for the race um, I had three drop bags that I had delivered the previous day um, got out to the race and uh, got a pretty decent parking spot you, you want to go out there early because you can only park on the right side of the road and if you don't get out there early you might be parking a mile down the road and if you didn't deliver your drop bags that's quite a hassle um, anyways got a pretty good spot felt pretty good race got started at six o'clock and uh, the temperature was in the high 40s I was wearing my Hoka button down uh, my Brooks shorts very similar to what I've got on now and my Hoka speed goats and uh, felt very comfortable. I also had craft uh, arm sleeves on because it was a little bit chilly, but I prefer to I prefer to start running a race a little bit cold because I know it's gonna get warmer, hotter as you go. First four or five miles is a lot of climbing on uh, Jeep roads and I uh, felt really good. Heart rate was low. I was really just cruising. I passed a lot of people, I felt really good and uh, then I got onto the single track, which is about 12 miles. And uh, sing this is a technical single track where you're going up and down the Wachita Trail. And uh, I kicked a bunch of rocks. I just felt clumsy that day. And a uh, uh, bunch of people passed me on the single track. It's usually the case. Single track is not my strong suit, especially if it's technical. And uh, anyways, uh, cruising along. Then I had... Uh, uh, a bad uh, almost uh, fall at mile 10 I caught myself but I twisted my hip and uh, really bruised some muscles in my hip the next uh, mile or two were very uncomfortable I was really worried that I injured myself you know that's one of the I think the weaknesses of the brain sometimes is it it'll do anything to save itself from hitting the ground but I think I would have been better off hitting the ground because I wasn't moving that fast uh, but when when I put my leg out, it really twisted it around. And that's happened before, and I have friends that have gotten severely injured. Is when, you, when your body makes a quick reflex with a leg to stick it out to protect you from falling, you really can get injured. But I had like kind of a limp, I think mile 11 and mile 12, a limp. But I kept moving along. After a few miles, the soreness went away, and I felt okay again. 
I got to, uh, one thing I will say also is the first two aid stations didn't even stop. First aid station just blew by. Didn't need any liquids, I wasn't hungry. The second aid station, which I think is around mile 13, I uh, filled up my, uh, I was using a Gatorade GX bottle, 30 ounce. Boy, that really worked well for me. I only had to carry one bottle because it's 30 ounces. And there were people always on the trail holding Gatorade, so you actually didn't have to go to the table, the aid station. So 10 seconds filled up my bottle and I was gone. So the first two aid stations I really didn't do anything with. I got to Lake Sylvia and uh, I grabbed some food off the table, filled up my bottle, and then started making the climb up into the uh, pumpkin patch area. I call it the punch pumpkin patch highway. It goes down to the uh, pumpkin patch aid station, which is about five miles, but that's a pretty flat, like four wheeler road. Felt really good, kept cruising. Um, pumpkin patch, I ate some more food. I uh, kept going up to antenna tower, felt pretty good. I may have hiked, I don't know, maybe 50 yards in the in the in the uh, in the antenna tower section, but I really didn't hike very much at all until later in the race. Uh, Bahama Mama, uh, some of the high climbs there, I hiked some, but I felt really good. I, I I think my fitness was really good, very strong. I was lighter than last year. However, uh, my speed on the single track hurt me a lot and it, it, it cost me some time towards the end of the race which I'll talk about later but anyways got into Lake Monona felt okay I made my first mistake there I took off my arm sleeves because I thought it was getting hot I should have kept my arm sleeves on I could have withstanded the because I, I run in heat all the time um, later in the race I wish I had the arm sleeves but I dropped them in my Lake Monona uh, drop bag and then went on I think uh, just cruised along and uh, made it to Club uh, uh, Pig Trail, uh, fine, the, the, you know, just climbing up and down, uh, jogging most all those sections. Uh, very little hiking in the race. I was very happy with that. My fitness is much better than previous years. And uh, after Pig Trail, it's kind of weird. We had a four-wheeler kind of harassing us on the trail kept saying buddy system you need the buddy system I think these two guys I think one of them was drunk it's kind of harassing people on the trail between pig trail and uh, um, Club Flamingo aid station it was no big deal it was just kind of weird I kept I felt sorry for the ladies that some ladies were running near me and I know they really felt uncomfortable the guy was harassing them but anyways uh, made it to Club Flamingo I had a, a drop bag there, but I didn't touch it. Um, I got a, some burritos there. Probably the best aid station food I've had and I can remember. It had burritos that had rice, beans, and meat in them. I got a half a burrito and took off running. I should have grabbed two of them. That was really good. Um, kept running, made it into, uh, right before I got to Bahama Mama, the, the leaders passed me. And that would really concern me because usually I don't see the leaders till after power line, but they had some real speedsters this year. They had a lady from Oklahoma that broke the course record and she passed me before I got to Bahama Mama. It was really unbelievable. And she was going back. I was going out. Anyways, got into Bahama Mama, got some uh, food filled up and had a funny experience there because, you know, I had the button down 
uh, rabbit shirt. It kind of looks like an office shirt, you know, dress shirt. And one of the guys there goes, this dude has a, has a briefcase waiting for him at Powerline. Made me laugh. Because <laughs> I look like an office worker running the course. Um, out of Bahama, Mama started running up and there was a huge bear print on the side. I mean, I'm talking a bear print that was as big as, as wide as my hand, hand is long. And uh, anyways, made it into Powerline probably around 620. And I knew that I was much slower than previous years because previous years, I think I made it like 530, 545, something like that. It was before six, I know. So I kind of picked up the pace. The section between Powerline, you go Powerline, then Copperhead, then turn around. It's kind of a boring section. It's just, uh, it's just roads, dirt roads. And if you run it several times, it, you know, it can kind of get wear on you. Um, the section between Powerline and Copperhead is pretty tough, but the section after Copperhead to, power, to turn around is pretty flat. It's pretty easy, do, doable. We made it into Copperhead, got some more food. They had great food there. I, I, I was eating quesadillas all day long, starting at Powerline, then also at uh, Copperhead. They had great food there. Made my way out to Powerline. I mean, out to Powerline to turn around. Just quickly filled up. I think I grabbed some food to eat and just took off and uh, just kept cruising even though I knew I wasn't doing as well as the previous year I still felt pretty good I mean I didn't have problems with my body all day long I mean uh, when I came out of power line I ate a, a quesadilla that had some bacon and the fat in the bacon almost made me throw up uh, I think the food was fine I don't know just my I just had a weird reaction to it I could feel myself fixing to throw up but I saved myself I didn't actually throw up kept the food in because I knew I needed the food anyways um, that was really the only situation I had my the whole day my body felt good my legs were you know they felt heavy and they were sore because you know I had run you know run so many miles but uh, no blisters feet felt fine everything well I left Copperhead and uh, I don't know I just felt really unmotivated and bored I was starting to get really cold it was in the low 40s and I didn't have enough clothes on, which is, I didn't expect this to be a problem. I knew it was gonna be in the low 40s, but last year I raced a race with just two t-shirts layered. It was 27 degrees, 22 degrees actually. I think the contrast, because Texas has been so hot this year, I've been running in 100 degree weather for three, four months, that the 45 degree temperature really, really felt cold. And I really wish I'd kept my arm sleeves on Anyways, that, that kind of wore on me mentally, and I got unmotivated. Plus, that section from Copperhead to Powerline is very boring. It's just up and down roads. And I, I just started to tell myself, you know, I was a bit depressed because the main reason I'd gone up to Arkansas was to visit family, and my mother got sick and couldn't see me, and my brother and his wife, which were doing the race, they showed up very late on Friday. I didn't get to see them. So, you know, I, I got to see my family maybe 30 minutes the whole uh, time I was in Arkansas. So, my son had gotten in trouble at school on Friday. He's never gotten in trouble at school. So, I had a bunch of things on my mind. So, my, my uh, mental strength in the race was not as strong as previous years. And I think that's very important because, you know, I always talk about a why. When you're doing ultras, you need to have a why. Why do you want to finish this race? It has to be very strong. And that really started to phase me. So about a mile out of Copperhead, I decided to walk. So I walked the three miles into Powerline, 
And that right outside of Copperhead, when I started walking, I told myself, I just want to go home. I've had fun in the race. The race is a great event, but I just really want to go home. And so I walked into Powerline and I dropped. You know, even at Powerline, they were trying to talk me out of it because I was way under cutoff and I could have finished the race, but I just didn't want to do it. I just unmotivated. I just wanted to go home. And uh, so that's how it ended. I had a strong 70 miles and had fun. The race is an, is an awesome race. I highly recommend it to anybody who wants to do it. It's a tough one. Uh, it's tough because you've got 30 hours. You know, it's a race that probably needs, you know, a lot of races would give you 33, 34 hours for that kind of race because of the elevation and everything. But you got 30 hours, so there's no goofing off. Um, had a great time. Um, one thing I would do about the drop bags, recommend to other people during the race, don't put a drop bag at Winona, Lake Winona. That's the first place you can put a drop bag. And the reason is, is because let's say you do drop out of the race, you're gonna have to wait until 11 or 12 the next day to get your drop bag. Because they, don't they won't bring the drop bags back until the aid station closes and they can't close the aid station until every runner gets to the next aid station. So all of my drop bags, I mean, I got back to the start finish around two in the morning all of my drop bags were back by probably seven or eight in the morning, but I had to wait till 11 o'clock to get my Lake Winona bag. No, no fault of theirs, it's just my bad planning. But my suggestion is if you do drop bags at, at Arkansas Traveler, Powerline is really all you need. Um, that's what I did in the past. This year I tried uh, Winona, Flamingo, Powerline. I ended up just putting something in my bag at Winona, I didn't use anything. Flamingo didn't use anything. Powerline, so you just need a big drop bag at Powerline, that's all you really need. Um, what's next for me? I, um, I said previously I wasn't going to do uh, Penhody 100, which is in exactly four weeks, but I was able to get a flight in and out very fast that didn't conflict with my wife's schedule. So it looks like I'm gonna do the race. So I'm gonna fly in on Friday, fly out Sunday night. And so Powerline 100, not Powerline, Penhody 100 uh, in Sayacoga, Sayacoga, Alabama is in exactly four weeks. So I'm hitting, I, I did my first workout today. My legs are still sore, but I'm really going to be pushing the vert the next four weeks and also trying to get a little bit more weight off. I was successfully able to do that for Arkansas Traveler, but I want to get even a little bit more weight off and uh, I'll be ready. And then Next year, I think I'm really just going to focus on 100Ks. Unless I get in Western States, uh, um, I'm in my fourth year. I might get into Western States at the lottery. But, you know, my roots are the 100K. You know, even the previous name of my channel was Mile 62 Channel. Um, my, my, really my uh, favorite distance is the 100K. And I've never DNF'd of 100K. And even all the hundreds that I've DNF'd, um, I've probably finished half of the 100 milers that I've attempted, but in all of those 100 milers, I've done at least 100K. So I'm very comfortable with 100K distance and it's more fun to me. Um, the 100 milers are just getting pretty painful. You know, the last 30 miles, you really beat up yourself. So I'm gonna slow down next year and focus on 100Ks and more local races in Texas. Exception would be Western States if I get in there and uh, um, 
there might be some chance to do Cruel Jewel, but I might do that in the end of the year. The only reason I might do Cruel Jewel is because my daughter's best friend moved to Atlanta and uh, she wants to visit her. So I have some idea to take her with me and she can spend time with her friends there. But if I get in Western States, of course, I can't, I'm not going to do Cruel Jewel because it's two months afterwards. But so that's the rest of my year. I got Penhody and then next year I'm going to be doing 100Ks quite often because on 100Ks I can do those almost every month. Whereas 100 milers I have to slow down some. And uh, may try to get the Tejas Trails 400 mile buckle. I tried before and I signed up for too many races not sponsored by Tejas Trails. I think the best I've gotten was like 280 miles. But if I focus on Tejas Trail races next year, I can easily get the 400 mile buckle and that's something that I wanted to do. And that will also keep me in Texas because I'm spending more of my time helping my son get better at sports. He's lifting weights now, trying to get, he's 10 years old, try, he's trying to get more fit and also my daughter. So the priority is them. So more local races, more focus on 100K instead of 100 miles and also weightlifting. I also have plans to do some Spartan races and also some uh, Hydrox races, which is kind of a competitor with Spartan, but more weightlifting oriented. So I'm gonna have fun, but hope everybody's doing well. Talk to you soon.